0: The following is a Breaks Media podcast. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Beck Easy. Hi, everybody. It's your girl, Joanne. And this is the the team. team. We wasn't on it, but it's cool. It's cool. It's because we're used to being the third Third person. person, And we have our wonderful fathers in the building. Please state your name.
1: Hi, everybody. Uh, This is Christopher Griffin
2: yay
0: chris Christopher and
3: what's going on this is ceo hayes aka CJ.
0: Okay, cj and we got the boss in the building ceo of the breaks media hello hello welcome guys thank you so much for being a part of this episode it's gonna be super dope because y'all both are super dope <laughs> and uh we're about to get started how was your weekend so far first chris
1: uh so far so good thanks okay. for asking
0: that's good. Nothing major.
1: No, nothing major so far. Um, just taking care of a two-year-old child with a dual layer infection.
0: Oh yeah. Marley but yeah. I hope she feels better.
3: Thank you for that.
0: Yeah. How about you, Hayes?
3: It's been good so far. Uh, me and the kids went fishing, and we went to play bat. We were literally outside in the elements for like 13 hours yesterday, so we oh, slept wow. in this morning. That's yeah, what's it's, up. it's been a long, long weekend
0: yeah being outside is is is, outside is a vibe because you know kids usually don't want to do that they want to be inside with video games and whatnot tire them out yeah y'all smelling like outside for real
3: man listen the only (laughs) the bad thing too about like us being outside for so long is that every time you guys know i have a bunch of freckles so like my son is super light skin. every time he spends a long time outside the next day he wakes up with freckles and weird places so like he has sparkles on his ear now from us being outside that's all
0: day. oh wow Ew. that's different it is that's what's yeah. up oh that sounds fun how about you julian
2: oh let's see let's take it back so <laughs> the year 18 to 19 school years Completely done for me. Nice. Um, As you saw in our story the other <laughs> night, Beck was my designated driver. Well, not really. Joe
0: was lit. Technic- okay, so not technically. Because really,
2: she was supposed to come pick me up from where I was, <laughs> and right. she never showed up to, uh-uh, my- uh, 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 uh. to we- where I was, which was my house. And I left the door open That's for you, true. Right. And you never came.
0: <laughs> so what happened was, after her last day of school, her and her cohorts at the school, they had like this pool party, get lit, like we about to be drunk type of situation. And Joanne decided to drink rum punch, henny, what else you had?
2: I don't know. I don't want to tell the people all the drinks. Right.
0: Anyway, she was lit to the point where one of the teachers there said that she needed a designated driver. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll Uber to where she's at and then we'll I'll drive her car. She was too tipsy where the teacher ended up driving her from where they were at to home. So I had to get Joanne from her house And drive her back to her car, which was like a 30-minute drive. But it wasn't that bad. Get there. She's like, oh, I left my keys inside the car, but I left my doors unlocked. Get there, the doors is locked.
2: (laughs) We in Derby,
0: it's mad dark. They probably about to call the cops on us. It's at
2: one now. It's at one. It's one a.m. in the morning. So Beck is like, "I'll call the tow truck." I said, "Are you kidding me? (laughs) Not in this neighborhood!" Right, right. right. Again, I'm like, "We gotta go back to my house." So we drove
0: back to her house, (laughs) and it came back to where we were, which I didn't mind. I was up. Um, but it was like a fox, yeah. like running around where we were. At. I'm like, you know what? Give me the, give me back to the hood, oh, for real? <laughs> please. Wait. I was like, cause that ain't no damn dog. Right.
2: It's <laughs> always yeah. an adventure when you're rolling with me. Indeed. Um, and then what else? Um, we went to the plug this we past plug. Thursday. Shout, Shout out to the, the breed.
0: breed. Um, it was the producers edition. edition. So it was a lot of dope producers Mm. like playing some dope beats.
2: Even a female producer. She was lit.
0: I think her um, at name was Hook Goddess or something like that. I'll find out. But yeah, it was it was a good time. Mm -hmm. But that was about it. I just been chilling. Preparing for my vacation. That's
2: soon come, soon come. Yes, my birthday is coming up, so. You also did a photo shoot last weekend.
0: I did, and I looked at fabulous. Shout out to the track house. My boo, <laughs> Renee, shout got out. my wig right. And
2: Ebony did the photos. Shout part. out to
0: Ebony B. She did the photos. Beat by Berg did my makeup. And shout out to Lash by D on the lashes. Yes, everybody eats All black B. businesses. Right, everybody okay. eats me. My is killing it, so that was about it for me. Yeah, it was too. good. All right, Joe, you have a line for us this week. I do. For anybody that doesn't know, Joe um, has a line, and we have to guess what song it comes from. Right. So shoot us okay. with
2: she heard story about, she's She heard stories of her daddy thuggin'. So if her husband a gangster can't be mad, I love him. Ooh. That's a tough one, Joe. It is. Hey, so how about you? You know you the Sounds music like guru. Eve. It kind of drew. she um, Nope. Listen to it again. She heard stories of her daddy thugging. So if her husband a gangster can't be mad, I love him.
3: Oh, that's Nas' daughters.
2: Oh, uh, right. he got it. <laughs> I knew he would get it. He's Sorry, a, he's I'm
3: a, a Jay-Z
1: fan. Uh, me too.
2: Me too. Yeah. But um, couldn't he? can't take um can't take something out my mom's mouth i couldn't think of a like a really good father line right yeah. for right right right, right. Jay, yeah. that wasn't like obvious because yeah. i was gonna do um uh glory oh yeah, yeah, yeah. what is the name song I, glory I with think... with the sky blue oh yeah yeah so i was gonna do that one but i thought it was too obvious right good job shout out to because i definitely
0: to wasn't gonna get that at all like it just
1: nah, nah. I, here, uh, <laughs> I drew a complete brain fart
2: yeah no, i'm a jay fan too sorry. i guess. Mm, brooklyn so. all day
0: well that's good <laughs> so shout out to you for getting that so we have some hot topics the first we want to congratulate the toronto raptors what? for winning what? the 2019 nba championship in game six against the uh, golden state warriors i'm
2: happy for them
0: it was really good it was their first franchise history win right um it was a great series
2: it was <laughs> looking Chris's. But I feel like the um playoffs was kind of boring this year. Ditto. And I, I don't know why. I don't know why. Maybe because the king wasn't a part of it, but it was <laughs> uh, real boring. You're
0: so ugh, you're seriously.
2: If you fan. took a survey, a lot of people would say it was it was different because I know. Because LeBron wasn't a part of it.
0: I guess.
2: And yeah. the only reason so why who, Toronto wait, was so, a part.
0: Chris, what's your team? Um Kobe Bryant
2: okay oh okay so you He's don't a have kobe. a team yeah, it's just kobe
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. i respect it Hayes, what about you
3: if it's not apparent by my love of red and black i'm a chicago bulls fan oh. my dad's from chicago so that's born and raised okay but it's been a tough few years for us
0: right 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 <laughs> so y'all didn't really care honestly then just no was, did just kind
1: of just looking for uh, I, I think a great a great competition, yeah. I think, yeah. between two teams.
0: And I think what makes the competition, or made the competition, even more exciting was Drake just being that <laughs> extra,
2: just being a, a mascot, that's right? Really, Dead ass. He like he's it's just so extra. extra.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I guess. But in the meantime, we want to pray for KD and Clay, mm-hmm. definitely, because they got hurt. Yeah, so. KD's out for a whole year. They said that. Yeah, yeah,
1: probably Clay too. They're saying. So.
0: Yeah, that's. Two big players. You don't ever want to see nobody get hurt. Like wow. when the career done, it's, it's not a good look. Um, no, that was that was tragic, and and then to have the Toronto fans
1: be as tasteless as they were. Right, I know. You know to
0: cheer. Why would you do you that? Know. Like that's od. And even the players was looking at them like, "Yo, like what are y'all yeah. doing? Like y'all wildin? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think the heat in the moment they're just like all, they, all they're all they caring about is a win for their, their mm-hmm. country so they, they have really no character
0: no. Yeah. the character went out the window and then I guess there's an alleged investigation because mm-hmm. allegedly the Raptors president Masai I don't even know how to say his, his name yeah, yeah whatever he technically uh, he they're saying allegedly he assaulted a deputy mm-hmm. basically the deputy wasn't letting him get on the floor mm-hmm. after the win even though he had his, his credentials, credentials. That's because he was black. Let let a white man be like, "Oh, I'm the president of the right. team." They're going to just let him go. Right. But um allegedly that was the case, but I don't think that's going to go anywhere. No, probably not. Right. What are your thoughts, Tays?
3: It's not. It's it's just like with most like when people when teams file temperance charges against another team for for going after their uh their player like A lot of this stuff with the NBA when they file like investigations or whatever, it's just to save face. But nothing's ever really gonna come
0: out of it. Right, right. I don't think so either. Even um, who was the player when the guy like shoved him? He was like two seats down. I think it was game. Kyle Lowry. Yeah, I think it was game five, right?
2: Yeah, it was the vice um, the vice. He was like an investor of the team or something like that. The co-owner. Yeah. Whilein, like
0: mm-hmm. people get so tied up in these sports and shit like they just start losing their cuz big
2: money is on the line.
0: This is true. Yeah.
2: But they're going to get paid anyway. That's true. But well, they're probably betting outside the game. This is true which too. Is silly so yeah.
0: So then we just want to talk about how Cassie done leveled up in her love life love with love Alex lot. Fine, um him and cassie are expecting a baby girl wow. and so they um announced that and he wrote this adorable open letter to her and their soon-to-be daughter that was super touching he actually wrote you two are my greatest loves i have and will ever have i cannot wait for the rest of our lives together to raise a beautiful happy child in our beautiful happy life
2: i thought it was pretty sweet it was so cute
0: it was and shout out to diddy Cause he, Tasteful. he, yeah. he, he, you know, congratulated them. Like he's the real MVP for that. Cause he didn't know. have he's, to.
2: I don't think he's the real MVP, but I thought it was very genuine of him to congratulate. Just show that there's no bad feelings.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Would you do the same?
2: To, um. Like if you broke up with your ex and no.
0: then I wouldn't either.
2: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Hayes, would you?
0: Um, I don't know. So, like, with a lot
3: of my exes, I I remain friends with a lot of my exes, like, strictly just friends, nothing extra. So... If we develop a friendship, then yeah, I would definitely congratulate them. But if it's someone that I'm just completely out of my life, I don't give a damn what you do.
2: <laughs> Especially not on so. social media. And that's what I'm about not to putting say. You on my page, glorifying yeah. your yeah, your, yeah I'm not doing that. And then I look.
3: Yeah, yeah, that, I agree with that. I, it'd be part, If we have a personal friendship, then I text you. Shoot to a text?
0: Right, right, exactly. Like I wouldn't. I just can't. I just don't see myself nah. making a whole status because then he commented on Instagram, but then he took their picture. And like made a tweet <laughs> with the same. I'm like, nah, you're doing too much, bro. Are you
2: sure the Instagram and the Twitter is not linked?
0: Maybe. Yeah. But usually when it's linked, it's only the Instagram link. You have to click it to see oh, okay. it.
2: okay. Yeah, I wouldn't do that.
0: Yeah, I don't much. know. It's just a little bit too but much. But
2: I think because maybe Cassie, when um, Kim Porter passed, she did a post. So, you know. That's true.
0: But it was a post to Kim. Well, I guess she sure. still was there to, to hold, hold hold him down, down and, for a little you know, bit. Yeah. But it's way better than Chris Brown. So apparently he commented on Victor Cruz's picture, either mm-hmm. his picture or Carucci's, Carucci's picture. um picture. Like, yo, like, no shade, but you need to style him. Like, just bucking on the way he was dressed. And then, like, the next day, Vic had a picture with him looking all bossed up in, like, a three-piece suit.
2: He said supposedly he was hacked. He said he would never do something like that. Uh, I just, he gets on my nerves. No, I actually believe him because I feel like he's come Mm-mm. so far. Mm-mm. Why would he like, it was five different like back po- back. It was to three back.
0: different, right, exactly. It was three like, different you need to comments.
2: upgrade him and da da da. It's just like, why?
0: I oh, don't know. It's the bitter exes. It's no, weird.
2: something I would think in my head, not something I would write. Right. Or group chat. I would put it in a group chat. Yeah, I might do it in the group chat. Definitely do it in the group you
0: chat. You know the group chat be real. Right. So, But yeah, that's all I have for Hot Topics. All hearts and minds clear. Yep. <laughs> Amen. It wasn't too much going on this week. No, it was week. pretty light. Yeah so Joe are you rooting for anybody black in honor of trail I in
2: here? am someone local I just feel like we need to um, uplift our people around here in New Haven yeah. um, and I'm going to shout out Diary nice Diary Alec yes I'm gonna shout him shout him out because I've been seeing for the past couple of years hearing things that he's been doing great things and I know that he has an annual um, family and um, friends cookout that mm-hmm. he does um it's his fourth year he's been doing great things he's a great father to yeah. his two kids and he really empowers his generation to be good uh, a good father facts so, yeah you know it's the shout. father and family festival
0: yeah he usually has it every father's day but due to the weather this year he's actually postponing it for next week so it'll be june 23rd oh, okay um he has a scan scanterberry park um, yeah, and it's just so dope to see the young black fathers out there and
2: in our age group. Right. Just exactly. being proud to be a father. It's super it. lit.
0: It's super, super lit. So um I don't have anybody that tried it this week. Oh. It's been a really platform. good week. Yes. Clap for him. <laughs> Indeed. That doesn't happen often. Right. <laughs> <I laughs> look, imagine. Chris like no, y'all already know with me Chris know already. He already know how it be. So but I do have a question that niggas is asking. Okay. Okay. So, um, someone that I know just started talking to this guy and she asked him, like, you know, are you dating anybody or do you have any crazy baby mothers? Because he does have children. Mm -hmm. And he Mm -hmm. said that his baby mother is crazy, but they're not together. Now, should she automatically be like, no, I'm not fucking with him because he has a crazy baby... Like, basically, is the guy at fault for having a baby mother Mother. who's crazy? Mm -hmm. Hayes, what do you think? Like, is he at fault for that? I wouldn't say
3: that... I wouldn't say that the guy's at fault, but, I mean, you have to protect your peace. And if you feel like a crazy baby mama is in any way going to affect your peace of mind, mm-hmm. then it, you're within your right not to fuck with the dude. But at the same time, you can't judge him by the actions of his baby mama, but you have, you still have the right to, to choose, if that makes sense. That's
1: does that true. make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Sense. Chris? Yeah.
3: You know, I, I think it's one of
1: those things where um, – at, at times I think we fail to do this, but you know, you 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 have to get the law involved. I think, yeah. you know, the whole crazy baby mother, crazy baby father thing can only go but so far in the That's hood. True. You know, That's I true. think to some degree, like if you forecast yourself having a future with an individual mm. then you need to put certain barriers in place i think that's true to, to foster that positivity in mm. that relationship i think
0: and i think a lot of guys don't even go to that extent because they just be like all right she just crazy and they just kind of like sit this. and deal it with it, it mm-hmm. for so long and it's like nah this bitch need to right you need to calm the that. hell yeah. down yeah
2: address the mm. issue
0: i don't know yeah i can't yeah you're right you can't judge the guy but like you said like i ain't about that mm-mm. i think
2: it depends on how crazy <laughs> i she ain't is. signed up for that shit if she's like slice slash your tires crazy like slice his
0: or mine the dep-
2: mine if she knows that we're talking dealing if she finds out that he has a new interest in his life and right. she you know um I go outside and I find my tire slash, then I'm no. fucking her
0: up. <laughs> yeah, but if she's
2: that crazy that she'll um, mess up my property, no. Right. <laughs> but if she's just But it's talking like, drunk, why would you want
0: to be with a dude that's suffering with his tire slash and his. You know what I'm saying? She, it's like, he, well, it ain't me, but. She may not do
2: that to him, but because there's somebody new in his life, she may do, do that to the girl.
0: I guess it's the level of crazy. Yeah. Because you can be crazy and cold and just be threatening via text message and not really doing nothing.
2: Yeah. Mm, I'm as still as not around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, eh, yeah, no. But mm, I just, oh, that was just so a random. It's worth it if you really wanted. This to... is true, too. Right.
0: This is very true, too. All right. Well, that was my question. <laughs> we are going to cut to commercial break, and then we will be back with our topic. Take a listen.
3: What up, everybody? This is Scoop Grady. This is your boy, AB. Make sure y'all check out the Inside Scoop the second of every Wednesday. Make sure y'all check us out. Yeah, man, we dropping this shit every other Wednesday, man, at 11 motherfucking o'clock. Please. Kill, kill, double
0: fucking kill. All right, we are back. Um, Chris, we want you to first tell us when you became a father and how you felt about it, your feelings on it, how great it was.
1: Uh, Yeah, well, I became a dad on uh, January 23rd, 2017. Damn, Um, It it forever changed my life. And um, every day since then,
0: um, I have
1: been completely blessed
0: nice mm. that's awesome and Hayes how about you
3: I became a father uh April 17th 2006 nice. and uh it's the most amazing it saved my life I always say my, having my son honestly saved my life where I was going um how high-headed I was it kind of forced me to slow down and take a look at where I was and where I wanted to go and just be more responsible. So, yeah, uh, April 17,
0: 2006 saved my life. Dope. I love it. I love it. And, um, you know, we just wanted to talk about the impact of the father in the household and how you mold, you know, your children. So what are your thoughts on the impact of the fathers that you had or the impact you may have not had if they weren't there?
1: Um, well, I'll go first. I think, you know, when, when thinking about that for me, um, so many different things come to mind, um, ex- especially not having my father in the home. Um, I actually, with the help of my wife, uh, Renee, I just, uh, rekindled my relationship with my father, That's uh, awesome. earlier this year after 19, almost 20 years. That's wow. amazing. Um, the last time I saw him, I was 13, uh, going into my, uh, freshman year of high school. And, um. You know, not having him around was, um, uh, man, it, it completely took a toll. It, mm-hmm. it, it grabbed my heart. Mm-hmm. It grabbed my soul. Um, and, and it crippled me for a long time. It, you know, hindered me from being able to grow. And I think reaching certain levels of maturation that I saw myself always having the potential to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely um, prevented that. Um it created a void in me that I attempted to fill um by self medicating mm-hmm. um or you know by committing infidelity within my relationships or you know reaching for for areas Something. and avenues that I felt strong mm-hmm. in because I was so weak mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. Right? right um so um I mean, I can go on forever
3: but i'll I'll let Hayes
0: chime right. in, yeah. I,
3: I, well, I, I did. I had the benefit of growing up with my father. Um, him and my mom got divorced when I was 16. So basically throughout my whole childhood, I had my father there. And I think that the effect that my father had is causing me to think at a at a deeper level. Like my father was, even though I hated it growing up, but he was the father that over the over summer break, I still had book reports I had to do. He would give me his college calculus book when I was in like middle school and say, figure this shit out. You got to do problems three, four, and five. Like, my father is an intellectual and he is the one like this whole my whole my whole vibe is my father and I think like having him around uh kept me influenced it kept me on track it kept me um knowing how to treat women because that's one thing that my father was very big on is is knowing how to treat women and not being a womanizer and um just i I respect and hold my father in such a high regard. I can honestly say that, even though I went through my high head period, that was after they got divorced, and that's probably a big part of why I went through it. But even even going through that, coming out of it, like I, I go back to a lot of the things that my father taught me and instilled in me at a very young age, and so I I I, I love him for it. Like having my father around is, is the biggest thing, uh, one of the biggest uh, reasons why I am who I am.
0: So. That's awesome, and that's why I love this conversation because I knew that we would get both Mm -hmm. aspects of fatherhood. Mm. Um, You still being able to be a great dad despite you know where you came from and Mm -hmm. not having your dad. And, Hayes, you know, you still being able to be the dad that you are because of the example that you had. Um, I've had my father in my life all my life. My dad passed away five years ago. Um, So even though he's not here now, because I had him, all that time, I can still say, you know, my dad wouldn't put up with that. Or, mm, I, knew my, I know my dad wouldn't approve of this guy that I'm dating, even though he's not here. And then, Joanne, you have a different aspect.
2: Yeah, my father pa- um, passed away when I was six years old. So, my whole life, I had to fill in the blanks. Like, what would my father say? Um, even though my when my father died, I was six, but I was very uh, mature. So when he was in my life I knew a lot of things like I knew he he was married and he had a girlfriend and I used to always taunt him like dad that dirty little so I knew so much so he taught me so much but there's still so much I, I wanted right. to know and it's completely affected my life um, I'm just so standoffish mm. because I don't have that male figure in my life but it doesn't make me want to search for it outside like I don't want to like find love other places i just won't give love Mm. so you're mm -hmm. very restricted it's like yes very restricted i won't let anyone in um if i do meet someone amazing it's like "Eh, well you may not be here for long Mm. so let me just you know give you bits and pieces of myself right right right
0: because you had that loss so
2: it's like "Mm,"
0: you know you don't want to set yourself up for the okie do. yeah yeah. So, I wanted to talk about the statistics because there's a book, um, as a matter of fact, Landon posted it. Shout out to my boy Landon. I'll talk about him later on. Um, it was The Black Myths of um, the Absent. It's The Myths of the Absent Black Father. Mm-hmm. And so, I was watching a video too, and it said that um, society uses this number. It's like 73% of black children um, are born into um, a non marital situation. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't define the absence of the father. Right. And they actually did a poll and they were saying how black fathers um, are better at grooming their kids as far as bathing them, um, putting them to sleep, making sure that they get to, to and from their different activities um, and things like that. So we have this narrative of we're like the worst group of the absent father when technically that's just not.
2: They're just counting true. that they're not married. Right. Mm. Okay.
0: And then the um, the statistic also said, okay, the father might be missing, but they might be missing because the incarceration rate is so high because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you always got us in jail. Right. They could have passed away. Mm-hmm. So they don't put that stuff into Violence. account. It's just, oh, well, they weren't married mm-hmm. and they were absent. Um, so what are you guys' thoughts on those things? Hayes, if you want to go first.
3: It, it, so there's, there's always been this thing in this country of trying to – put down the black father mm-hmm. either we are either we're incapable of raising children we're dealing drugs we don't give a fuck about our ch- like if you look at in media in general there's always the, the black father is almost always portrayed as in a negative light into, right. it, until recently um so i think that that definitely plays a part in it but Um, There are several different ways. You mentioned the incarceration rate. You mentioned death. There are are a lot of different reasons on why the black father is absent. It's not always just because of their deadbeat. And I Mm -hmm. think that that is important to point out the differences. And it's it's not done all the time. And that's why we have that stereotype as fathers is what we do. And I can honestly say in my circle, um, I have like in in my immediate circle, my friends group, um, there's a father who, has exclusive custody of his kids because the mother just up and left. Mm. There is one whose mother passed away, um, the, the one whose wife passed away giving birth to their children. Like There are a lot of single fathers in my immediate circle, but those stories don't get told at
0: all, really. It's true. It's very, told. very true. Right. So, Chris, mm-hmm. tell us how it is being able mm-hmm. to raise, one, a daughter, mm-hmm. in the comparison you think of a son, and being able to raise with your wife. Because we have two different aspects on that too.
1: Um, well, raising raising a daughter, I think it, it naturally it, it has softened me. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, um, I, I've always had a, a huge heart and still do. Um, but there's just something, uh, within within myself now that Marley has just um, intensified. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's um, you know, I wake up. And I feel flutters in my stomach. I feel butterflies every day, and um, I know my uh, approach, my approach with her is, and and I know it might sound strange, but you know when I talk to Marley and I'm raising her and I'm instilling principles in her, I'm I'm using myself, right? So you know I I look back on all of my relationships, but more, more recently, of course, my marriage. And I utilized those experiences throughout my life to, to help shape Marley mm-hmm. into the woman that I feel like she should be. Mm-hmm. And um, because I, I know as a man myself, I know all the wrongs I've ever done to mm-hmm. a woman. You know, and so I can I speak firsthand. I don't speak from second or third party when I'm talking to her. Um, when I say a man should always do this or a man needs to do this or a man, you know, when I'm saying those things to her, I'm talking about myself. So I think, you know, when when in raising a daughter, I think that's a that's a huge difference. Um and in comparison to, to raising a son mm-hmm. and and raising a daughter with with my wife, with the wife, I think um, I just pray that everybody gets that opportunity. Yeah. Um, it's it's just it provides just a certain level of simplicity, I think, to your life um, that may not necessarily be there. And i commend everyone that has to do it on their own mm-hmm. or that has chosen to do it on their own because everybody's circumstances are different I, I completely get that um but if 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 i could do it all over again i would do it the exact same way it's um still- i was always i always told myself my whichever came first either my baby mother was going to be my wife or my wife is going to be my, my baby, baby mother, mother right mm-hmm. so like i i lived by that and um, and fortunately for me, it came wife first, baby second.
0: Nice. And I was a maid honor. <laughs> <laughs> Just say <saying>. it. Just say it. <laughs> That's dope. And now Hayes, let us know a little bit of your dynamic and how it is a difference raising your daughters versus your sons.
2: Wow. Um,
0: I I think, well, even even
3: like my sons are my two sons are completely different people. So right. I think that would. With my son being first, my my firstborn being my boy, it was, it was a, a sense of pride and protection. But with, when my daughter was born, it was like a, um, I need to teach her. I need to mm-hmm. teach her to to kind of be able to read a situation and not be taken advantage of. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm protective over all my children, but my baby girls. If you can't yeah. tell from my social media, like, yeah. I'm extremely protective over them and their minds. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that. Uh, the one thing that I'm noticing about raising, the ver- difference between raising sons and daughters is that um, my daughters are more, they, they they want to know the reason behind everything. Mm, like, the they why. want to get in depth with everything. They want to break it down. Like, that's the way my daughter's minds works. Whereas my son, I call my son, he's a blunt force instrument. Like, he he needs to know what you need to do, how you need to do it, and he's going to figure it out from there, but, like, my daughter's asked a ton of questions, hmm. questions sometimes that I don't even think about, and it's like, okay, I see how you see the world, right. um, and I think that, like, it's it's natural, and I hate it when people say, like, well, I I, I started treating women differently when I had my daughter, and that's, not, I won't say that that's necessarily it, but I think that I realize things that, interactions and relationships that I had in the past, like, I, I need to make sure that my daughter's no, are prepared for this more so than my mm-hmm. sons i guess if that makes sense so.
0: yeah yeah now and you're the primary you have your kids so like what's the situation on that if you don't mind sharing
3: yeah so i do I, my kids do live with me um the situation with that is is it's just strictly it's a way better school district here initially nice. my youngest son alan um came here because back in st louis where i moved from mm-hmm. uh for him to go because he, he had a learn, uh, speech delay, not a learning delay, speech delay. So they wanted him to work with a speech therapist. Mm-hmm. Back in St. Louis, to do that would have been like $2,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Here, he got that service completely free. Oh, nice. So, so that, he came initially um, because of that. And then my daughter wanted to come. And then, That's like, so it, it right. just kind of, yeah, it, it kind of just went down that fact. So we sat down um, after my son had been here. He was getting ready to start kindergarten. I was like, well, you know, the kids want to come here and go to school, too. We went over the school district, um, we sat down, we had a conversation, we just decided that for their schooling, it was best for them to be here. It just, nice. it, it's not even comparable to school districts here in Columbus versus um, in St. Louis, like it's just way better. So we made, we made a decision that was best for our children. Nice. And I think that um, us being able to do that just showed the maturity in us because of and course no one wants to be life. away from their kid all school year. Right. Um, but we, we, we just sat down as parents and we had to decide what was the best thing for our children and um they they ended up being here and it's it's I love I love being a father like nothing else in the world. So I'm never one of those fathers where it's like I need time away from my children. People mm-hmm. always say that it's weird because I never need time away from them. Mm-hmm. They get time away from me more so and I try to figure out <laughs> what I'm gonna do in my life when they're gone. Yeah. But um yeah, yeah, that that's how that worked out. And being, I, I don't like saying I'm a single father because their mother is, is very much active in their life and in a role. But being the primary caregiver for my children physically, it's um, it's 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 made me appreciate like all the things that we did when me and her were in the same city. Mm-hmm. Like because we split that dynamic, we we basically split it fifty fifty. But now I have a whole different appreciation for their mother because like. Um, the things that, that the things that she was she was able to take away and do now are solely on me and, and it, it it definitely makes me appreciate the mother that she is as well.
0: That's awesome. And I think it's so dope that you guys are able to one co parent effectively like that and for you to say, Look, I'm gonna move to this other city because it's beneficial for my kids. Mm-hmm. That's it's dope. commendable Absolutely. that
2: you guys can sit down and talk about it and say, this is the plan. They're going to come to school here. And for her to be like, you know what? Education comes first. And as a mother, and I as know. As a mother, to right. To be like, look,
0: we got to do what we got to do. That's, That's beautiful. so awesome. Absolutely. That's now, I was going to ask that. So you know how we always say, like, oh, you need to have me time. Even as a mother or as a wife, you just have to have me time. What do you guys do for your me time, what or do, do you, you even, even do have, it? Yeah. <laughs>
1: um no personally i my my me time consists of i'm gonna think about marley every second she's away so -hmm. it's like if i'm just gonna do that i might as well have her with me right Right. and so um but i you know i try to when i'm with her it's like i we we read we work out like she (laughs) you know she does like she, she does everything like she does her baby's hair like her mom like she does everything Aww. right like so she's just uh you know i had a i had uh one of my mentors say to me at one point um throughout the pregnancy process he said you know chris your, your daughter's going to become your best friend and you know i couldn't fathom that at the time mm-hmm. but now i get it mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's it's the truest form of unconditional love that you could ever find
0: oh so mm-hmm. cute look we all like oh <laughs> hey so what about you well you basically um, I, told I, us i
3: get i get me time in the sense of like doing this podcast and like i uh but most of that is done when they're when they're asleep um mm-hmm. but like i do include them a lot especially like my son alan my junior his middle name is, is his middle name is alan, his first name is my name but um he really loves doing everything that i do kind of like um what Chris just said it's like when I work out, he's on my back or he's doing push ups right next to me. Or when I'm sitting mm-hmm. down mixing music or a podcast, he has headphones on, he's listening too. Like so I incorporate them in quote unquote my me time, but I feel like mm-hmm. this, I feel like my me time is me binding with my kids because that's what mm-hmm. I would want to do with my time anyway. If we if we're not if I'm not working, if they don't have homework, if we're not doing something around the house, I would want to be doing something interactive with them. So that I look at that as my peacetime, time, but then I do fit in my extracurriculars. I run a whole media company So I have that um, but most of that is done the after they go to sleep. So
2: um, I have a question because Hayes okay. just touched on it. So are you guys Mindful on the life that you live because you have you know, these young people watching you
1: uh, sure. Absolutely, Um, you know as soon as as soon as we conceived and I found out that we were expecting um immediately the the goal changed mm-hmm. to um longevity of life for me right um so I immediately you know had to reflect on my diet I had to reflect on the people I was hanging around the certain situations I was constantly putting myself in um you know my driving ability and my you know i took mm. a i took a defensive driving course through my job because once i found out i was going to become a dad because i'm like wait a minute you know i need to you know i drive different now you yeah. know so it's just she's definitely um she's done that she's done that
0: dope Hayes.
3: yeah i think that there's a there's a there's truly a switch that goes off um and in, in i think most fathers had. i can say i can speak for me definitely went off the of mind that you you almost immediately and instinctively start doing things differently and thinking of okay what what would what, what if my kid was watching me do this and i mm-hmm. think also now that i have like my oldest is 13 now that my like he's he's almost an adult he's on social media he's doing like mm-hmm. he sees everything now i think that i i try to watch myself even even more so Um, And more importantly than any of that, like, I really just want, I want to be an example to my children and and, and legacy means the world to me. So I still, I don't even know if my daughters know how doors work because either me or my son always hold every door open for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so doing things like that, I want, I want them to know, I want my sons to know how a man, a dignified man holds himself. And I want my daughters to see that same thing in someone that they, that may pursue them early, later on in life. So it's. Mm -hmm. It it definitely like you, you, you kind of watch yourself, you hold yourself up a little bit higher, um, you you stand up straighter, like all that, all that stuff. You, you want to be that example to your children, at least I would, I would hope most fathers feel that way.
0: Yeah, dope. I definitely can say that, you know, when my dad was here, he, um, took me on my first date. It was, I think I talked about it on the other episode, it was the Janet Jackson concert one time. So, you know, instilling those principles and being able to say, you know, this is how I'm supposed to be treated or like my father wouldn't stand up for that. Mm -hmm. So I'm not. And also with parenting period, being super transparent, you guys touched on that and just being honest and saying, look, this is the real world and setting us up. Like my dad wasn't perfect. Like he told me his trials and his tribulations and we had that connection where my me and my dad and my mom they are so sometimes people be like yo your parents told you that Mm -hmm. yeah and i'm like yeah like they're super Mm -hmm. transparent and i respect them for that and their relationship that relationship like that is so 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 super essential um so i definitely agree um now do you guys think all right so you know how we have a lot of like well, not we because I don't have no kids, but <laughs> women have a lot of um, like support groups and mommy groups and, you know, different things like that. Do you guys are you guys one a part of something like that? Or is it more so just your friends who are um, fathers or are you just kind of winging it?
1: Um, Definitely not a part of anything organized. Mm. Um, the closest I came to, I was a part of an all men's book group oh, um, at one point. Um, but that was prior to me becoming a father. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, I think, the closest thing that I had to uh, a support group um, for men. Um, but in, in essence of being a dad, no. Um, you know, I do have very close friends and, and family who, who are dads. And um, so, we, you know, we lean on each other for support and um but even even those conversations are are limited mm-hmm. you know those conversations are very private it's like an un unsaid law mm-hmm. amongst men right i think right. where you know um a, a man i think will be quicker to talk about his relationship and dealings with a woman um than his, child, his parent right. his parenting style right mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. or <laughs> you know what type of head to toe baby body wash are you you know <laughs> i think like those conversations don't tend to come up that often especially right. in what i like to call barbershop talk right um That's true. you know those conversations right. aren't taking place
0: whereas like our group message like davy know all the tricks of the trade <laughs> like literally there's no limit when i have a kid like i know who to call because she knows everything there's no limit
2: yeah I, but i wonder why that how about is. you
0: hayes
3: no, I, I I agree with Chris. Like we, it, it just I don't think those conversations are naturally happen at all. And um, I can't say that I'm a part of any group other than just the fathers in my family or my father. Like, and even then, the the conversations that we have, even when it's about the children, it's it's not like like that. It's not like preparing you for fatherhood or. Um, the body wash or anything like that. Like we, we just don't naturally have those conversations. And I think that's part of the issue. Like with, that men have in general with talking about things openly outside of just barbershop talk. Right. So, but yeah, we don't have that.
0: That's interesting.
2: That is, I wonder like, why? Like, mm. why? Is there well, that? guys don't
0: communicate. Well. well, some guys, let me put the disclaimer, sure. just don't mm. communicate to that extent. I think it I just mean,
1: has to, I think it speaks to, um, you know, especially in in the black and brown community, there's a certain level of femininity that's associated mm. with having those types of conversations. Right. Um, people grow, don't
0: know that, you know, this is regular.
1: Absolutely, right. absolutely. And, and, you know, a lot of times, you know, from the ages of about, I'm thinking back to when I first started seeing my peers become pregnant um, back in fifth grade, fifth and sixth grade attending middle school um people were getting pregnant and you mm-hmm. know at that time it's like you can't really formulate a plan mm-hmm. um for life i think at that particular time so i think to to begin having meaningful right. conversations right a- around fatherhood or even just parenting right i think um because you're i mean at 14 years 15 years old i was still collecting hologram pokemon cards, right, right legit you know and <laughs> <laughs> when you said
0: when you said fit i'm like damn it's just like you have to it's, it's real life though before you do. you're able to holly kind of conversations.
2: I,
1: I, I think so so i i think you know i think those conversations aren't happening because we don't want them to i think it's more so those conversations yeah. aren't happening because there isn't a plan to mm-hmm. become a parent mm-hmm. they, you know i think you know we tend to have conversations around things that we plan for that's true you being an event planner back I'm sure you get that right Right. there's there's the pre-conversation the conversation before the conversation before the conversation and follow up and Mm -hmm. and you know and because most um and and again speaking to the population and demographics that I've worked with since I've been 16 most men that I've encountered most boys that I've encountered who are dads whether it be custodial or non-custodial I think they they haven't planned for that, right. so those conversations don't take place because you know they're still out running the streets, they're ripping and running, they're doing their thing, and they still have me, me, me on the brain, mm. and and that and like Hayes said, that that switch right. quite mm-hmm. hasn't flipped yet.
0: Yeah, and then you go into survival mode, not planning mode. It's like, all right, what I gotta do to make sure that these kids are straight? Exactly. Right? You know, I gotta make sure my money up. I gotta make sure X, Y, and Z. That's definitely a good point.
1: And that's the problem, I think. Most most fathers, I think deal with is mm. they immediately feel the need to become the provider right. um, versus the nurturer right. and i think that is where a lot of lacking mm-hmm. comes from in the community because um you know to tell an 18 year old guy who is selling crack cocaine on the street you got to get down on the floor for an hour a day and do tummy time with your baby it's what? really yeah. not right the ideal conversation to right. have you right. know um they wouldn't be able to i think wrap their brain around that and i'm speaking from firsthand and having those conversations with dads that i've encountered throughout my work
0: yeah that's true. true that's very true um so one last thing before we go what is the most important lesson you want to teach your kids
1: hey did you want to go first bro Ooh. oh man. that was a good one oh. <laughs>
2: that was good
3: There's so many, to nail nail it down to one thing, Uh, if I, the most important thing I want to teach my children is to be comfortable being you, Mm. that, that means embrace your different, what makes you different, embrace your flaws, Um, that doesn't mean to not try to fix your flaws, but embrace being you, Mm. because no matter what, if you, if you have body issues, you still only have one body, so either do what you can do to change it, but still love it, like just just be 100% comfortable in the person that you are, and the rest comes easy. And I think yeah. once that switch went off in my head, that's when everything else started to slow down in life. Life just got a lot easier. So that would be the one thing that I definitely would want to pass today. That's
0: definitely a fact. I agree.
1: Um, I think for me, again, I think it's really hard to narrow it down. But, you know, the one thing that comes to my mind is I, I just want to teach Marley um, – to be a lover of all people Mm. um i think you know that's that's one thing that was instilled in me as a child is to to love everyone even to a fault sometimes Mm -hmm. and um and i think that that's one of the biggest uh qualities i want to leave with her is is, and which is why her middle name is is love Love, right i think you know that was you know something that was it was very purposeful in naming her and and um she's a love child and I want her to be able to resonate that love throughout the world.
0: That's awesome. That's beautiful. It is I love it so much. Right. They're so dope. I'm so happy that we picked the yes. perfect fathers to be on this episode. Oh thanks guys.
2: Yeah y'all lit. Y'all mad <laughs> lit. This was very a very warm um episode. It was. I loved it.
0: And I love to hear the dynamics because we always hear about moms. And, right you know parenting on that end but to hear the different aspect of the parenting and like he said there's those stories that you don't hear of the single father because they're not out here saying oh look i'm a single parent they just doing what they got to do silently it's like you know some moms have to make that known like i'm a single parent so thank you guys so much for coming on we have um some church announcements so The first one, like Joe said, it was the Father and Family Festival, which is going to be in June 23rd if you're in the New Haven area. Shout out to Fearless Builders. It's going to be from 1 to 7 at Canterbury Park. If you need any information, go to the team page. And then also my boy Landon, shout out to him. He is also a great dad. He actually has a group for fathers. It's called The Father Factor, and they meet every Tuesday and Thursday. It's basically a support group and like a network for um, fathers. Mm. So if you, have any, if you want any more information, you can contact them at 203-387-7700, extension 180, for more information. So I thought that was dope when um dope. I seen that he had posted it. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be great for our episode. I'll make sure I tune in. It ends at the end of June or beginning of July, but they're thinking about having it again. I and I was like, that's dope. Nice. So basically those conversations that we talked about, you well, know, continue. as far as mm-hmm. the different things of being a father and those things. Um, You guys can have. So, Joe, do you have a positive line before we go?
2: I don't really have a positive line, but it's more like a declaration. Um, You know, fathers, black fathers, you are appreciated. Mm -hmm. We love you. And thank you for stepping up to the plate and doing an amazing job. Yes.
0: We love you guys. We, we, we appreciate y'all. Y'all here lit, right. okay? It's I'm posting a match It's so touching man. to
2: see a father and a daughter or a father and a son. It's it just is. just Something special to it see. It melts a fa- our heart. It really does. Yeah.
0: So thank you guys. We appreciate you. Be great. We love you and thank you for listening.
2: Kudos.